Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Fantasy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here live on FNTSY Radio. 844-843-6879. I know you're not ready to draft yet, so we need to get you on the telephone lines. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive of main man George Kurtz, do this each and every Sunday afternoon, get you ready for the upcoming fantasy football season, which is now just days away. You got keeper questions. You got draft questions. You want your team graded. We got you covered. That telephone number to do that is once again, 844-843-6879. Last night, I had a beat the fantasy executive best ball league. We went 28 rounds, so we'll get into that a little bit today. So, um, don't really want to go over some of the top guys. want to go over some of the guys that, that um, I took off the board a little bit later on in the draft. Get George's opinion on those guys. I'm sure George has had some drafts. We'll discuss that. Talk about some of the players on his team. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you. And what else? What else we got? Let me think. Um, Oh, yeah, preseason, NFL preseason games. We'll give you some latest updates for that. And, obviously, we'll go over some of the latest injury news and news from training camp and stuff like that. George, the, the best part of training camp to me, my man. Well, first, George, how are you doing, sir? How is life? Life is good, Corey. It's been a busy weekend for me. Uh, my youngest daughter's birthday was uh, on Thursday, so we celebrated her uh a big party yesterday. My niece's birthday was uh, Friday, so same thing with the party. And more importantly, Corey, I have a draft in four hours now. That uh, home, one of my home league drafts that uh, I'll be taking immediately after the show. I'm I'm out of here, Corey. I'm gone, and I'm heading out for a live draft. My my favorite type of draft. I agree with you. The live draft is my favorite type of draft. I got an auction later on tonight, about 9 p.m. on the east. So um. Hopefully none of the participants are listening because I'll go over a couple of my strategies for that. And also, George, like we discussed last week, or maybe that was two weeks ago, if you had a daughter birthday this week on Thursday, that means I had a daughter birthday this week on Thursday also. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even realize that, uh, how strange that is. Yes, uh, I, apparently you had one too. Yes, apparently I had one too. Same day, same year, a couple hours apart. So now we have a pair of eight-year-olds who, mine's is already a Kardashian. An eight-year-old already a Kardashian. It's always selfies with the lips stuck out, and I'm like, oh, my Lord, how am I going to deal with this? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I have two. I have a, uh, an older daughter. My, my oldest daughter is Dakota. She's 11. Now, she's a princess. You know, literally, a daddy's girl rarely does anything wrong. The younger one, yeah, she likes to push the boundaries, man. She tests things. She wants to know what she can get away with. She's, she's, she's going to be the problem child. We, my wife and I are very well aware of that. Not that she's a terrible thing like that, but she's going to be the one that gives us headaches growing up. Yeah, no, it, it happens. But, you know, see, you know, guys like us, George, you know what I'm saying? You know, obviously in our age, in our 40s and stuff like that. And, and you know, the era that we grew up in and, up in and came up in, I would never – I wouldn't at eight at at seven eight years old. I would never ask my parents for a cell phone. I mean, I didn't know what a cell phone was till I was like eighteen, nineteen. But now it's like I got a little girl that won't leave the house without like a, a iPhone ten. Things are different nowadays, you know. Uh, and I, listen, I don't want to sound like the old man or something like that. But you know, when we were younger, we all played out the street. That's what we did. We played ball in the street. Yep. Uh, you you want to get as far away from your parents as humanly possible. Without getting in trouble, I wanted to be no. And I, listen, I love my mom, you know, uh, but I wanted to be away because I didn't want to be under parent, parental control. You know, what was the old thing? We had, we had to be in when the, uh, the street lights came on. Street light came on. Maybe you come in to get some yeah. food, right? That's all you did. Nowadays, though, all they play is there. You mentioned the iPhones, uh, the you know the video games, and the Nintendo Switches are uh, their big one now. That's all they do, and they're always around. 
And if they're not here, they're at my neighbor's house doing the same damn thing there. So uh, it's it's just different from when we we were kids. They just uh, they have these video games and stuff. That's all they do. <coughs> no, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I had a drink of water. And um, water for recovery, and then um, you know um, kind of got went down the wrong pipe, George. But um, you know it's like birthday weekend is like you said, the princess and. I need this and I need that and slumber party this and we need to eat this and we need to bake cookies and we got to do this and we got to get that and I need my own filter for Snapchat and I'm like, what is going on? You know what a birthday was for me, George? Give me a cake, some ice cream and a couple of homies to play laser tag with. Exactly. Right? That's, that's what we had then. I had to buy, literally spend $50 to buy something for V-Blox or Roblox or and. Things you ah, I know for. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about, by the way. None. So I'm glad you do. Yeah, I, I don't know have the slightest freaking yeah. clue. But I told her, you know, you, you, can, you should get a certain amount of money to go spend on whatever that is. And we did that the past uh, two nights. And that's what she wanted. I don't understand that. I, uh, you, know, you would think kids would want material things. But she wanted, didn't want any of that. She wanted stuff for her, I guess, her characters in those games. Yeah, no, that's that's a big thing. That Roblox is a big thing, all in that age in that age range. So I definitely do know and understand what you're talking about. A big thing for in our age range, in our demographic, George, obviously, is fantasy football, and um, our boys, the Dallas Cowboys, we are reading results of an MRI because Zach Martin, and people are going to say, okay, you're a Cowboy fan, you're a homer. Zach Martin, obviously a big part of what the Dallas Cowboys do. George, I may dare say that Zach Martin might be the second best player on the Dallas Cowboys. Not only that, Zach Martin is might be the, one of the best, if not the best, offensive linemen in the NFL. He might be. He's going to go down as one of the best offensive linemen ever. The Dallas Cowboys cannot afford to lose him. No, no, they can't. He got. Uh, he pretty much took a helmet to the knee last night. Initial reports, and once again, these are initial reports with MRIs and knees. You can never trust these. Is that yeah. he hyperextended it? All right, so hopefully that's MRI. true. Yeah, I'm, we're all waiting. Corey, I keep checking. You know, obviously Dallas is an hour behind us, so it's only 11 o'clock there. Maybe we'll find out later today, but I keep checking. You know, because uh, as, as more for a Cowboy fan than Ezekiel Elliott, I'm not going to drop Elliott in my rankings, even if Martin is out. But I keep checking to see, okay, please, let's come back as hyperextended. If it's true, he'll be back by week one. Please, please, I'm begging you. Anything but a torn ACL or MCL, LCL, PCL, any of the ligaments in the knee here. But like I said, initial reports, and you take these with a big, a big grain of salt, is that it's a hyperextension, not serious. But we're all waiting the results of the MRI. Yeah, waiting the results of the MRI. If the results come back and it's not what we want to see, George, are you downgrading Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott? Well, I'm not. I'm not drafting Dak Prescott. No, not not a, not a QB one league. Now today's draft is a QB uh, is a, a two QB league. Uh, I don't. I don't really don't like the setup. I prefer Superflex much more than two QB leagues. But tomorrow I have a Superflex league. I don't. I. It's highly unlikely I'll have Dak and I have a league. It's not that I don't like Dak. Dak is fine. I just don't like the receiving core. I don't think he has anywhere near the weapons around him to be success, successful fantasy-wise. So I'm not going to have uh, many shares of any of Dak this season. If Zach Martin is out, uh, I mean, am I going to lower Zeke? I could certainly lower him. Maybe Jay, I have an, uh, Zeke at three. I have the girly one, Bell two, Zeke three, David Johnson four, Barkley five. I could see myself lowering him one, putting David Johnson above him, sure. I can't put Barkley above him because he's got his own injury with the hamstring. You know, that I think why well, that could hinder him for a couple more weeks into the regular season. You know, hamstrings have a tendency to linger. So even if uh, Martin is out, I don't see Zeke falling more than one spot. Okay, I can understand that. I, I, I definitely get that. Speaking of Saquon Barkley, I had a, a, a once again, draft order formulates, I get a top four pick. I get the second pick in the draft. George, I have not drafted no later than four this whole summer. Remember last week when I hated you, Corey? Okay, yeah. I still do. Because I still haven't gotten uh, five is the lowest I've gotten, okay? I don't have any shares of Zeke, Gurley, Bell, or Johnson because, God forbid, I should get a top four pick. 
and, and, and the thing about it is I've gotten so many, I'm dreading them now in my auction tonight. I won't be buying one of the top running backs because I'm like, I want my team to look different. I'm a true believer in diversifying rosters. I think it's enough to go around in many different ways to skin the fantasy cat. But last night at two, George, I said, you know what? I'm tired of having Zeke. I'm tired of having Bell. I'm tired of having Gurley. So I took Saquon Barkley. Got my first year at Saquon Barkley. Took him at second overall. He's tired of having Zeke. He's tired of having Bell, and he's tired of having Gurley. Oh, <laughs> God. It's, it's a good thing we're not in the studio together because I might have to strangle myself for you. Uh, you know, and I, I do get, I get what you're saying, actually. I, I, I have no problem diversifying when you have the same picks over and over again because I've done that in leagues as well. Uh, and yep. I, have, I like Barkley. I do have Barkley. Uh, I did have a fifth pick in one league, so thankfully I do have uh, somebody worthwhile. And I got to tell you, in this league I'm playing in today, it's a two-quarterback league. I have the sixth overall pick. Now, normally, Corey, no doubt in my mind, I, I take a quarterback the first round. But I happen to have an extra pick. I, uh, I, have, a, I have the 10th pick as well. So I have 6, 10, and 15, which means okay. it's a keeper league, but there are only two quarterbacks kept. Wentz and, uh, Wentz and Goff are the only quarterbacks of really noteworthy that are kept. Gurley and uh, Ezekiel Elliott are kept, by the way, uh, however. So I'm thinking of changing my philosophy here, and I wonder if it's the uh, same thing as you, just change things up a little bit. And at sixth overall, because I don't have any shares of top running backs, David Johnson, Bell, Kamara, and Barkley are all available. And I should easily be able to get one of those at sixth overall. Grab a couple one. of quarterbacks will go. And I think I'm going to grab one because with the 10 and 15 pick, I'll still be able to get you know maybe Rivers and Ryan, someone like that to be my top two quarterbacks. And I can live with that easily along with the top running back. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll get Le'Veon Bell. I don't think he'll fall to six. Maybe not even David Johnson, but I don't know if I'd mind having a Kamara or uh, Saquon Barkley. I would probably rather, since I already have Barkley in one league, I'd probably rather have Kamara. It's a little diversification. I hope I can get Johnson or Bell. That'd be an easy decision for me. Then I'll definitely do it. But same thing as you're going with here, because quarterback is so deep, and because I have the extra pick, I am probably going to take a running back with my first sixth overall, even though normally I would never do that in a two quarterback league. Must have been some great trading. You got three out of the first 15 picks. It's only a 10-team league, so that's why uh, my normal picks are 6 and 15. You know, so that's where I normally draft uh, the, 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 the oh, 10th. Oh, okay. Pick. Yeah, that's my uh, – that's my. the guy won the league, so he, uh, it was a condition. If he wins the league, I get a first-round pick. He won, so I get a first-round pick. It also means I didn't do very well last year. Uh, that was another league where I banked on Green Bay, two-quarterback league. Aaron Rodgers went out. It just it pretty much deflated my whole team. So didn't work out well for me last year. <laughs> no, it, it did not. Hey, but George, you know, that, that that's a part of it sometime, but I'm quite sure you'll be able to bounce back and um and, and make things happen. What do you think about Teddy Bridgewater? This looks like the Jets are trying to the Jets obviously trying to trade this dude, Donald being the quarterback of the future there. I got a couple theories about Teddy Bridgewater, right? And number one theory is the Jets are going to make a mistake and trade this guy and wish they had him, number number one. Number two, after you respond to that, I know exactly the team that needs Teddy Bridgewater. But first, tell me what you think about the Bridgewater-Donald debate and who the Jets should go with. All right. I, th- I like what the Jets have done this entire training camp. Uh, I love it, too. Giving, giving McCown very few reps. And this is not a knock on McCown, but he's been around the NFL He doesn't forever. need it. We, we, he yeah. doesn't need it. We all know what he can do, right? And you're not a playoff team, so you don't need to get a quarterback a ton of reps here. You need to find out how far along Donald is. And you need to find out what Bridgewater and let other teams see Bridgewater. All right, so I, think I, I like what the Jets have done. Now, if the Jets were a playoff contending team this season – then I think you go into the season with Bridgewater as your starting quarterback because I think he's been the best quarterback so far. Donald's not that far behind him, but Bridgewater has been your best starting quarterback. And I think he probably, from day one, would give you the best chance to win. But since you're not a playoff team, you know, even if everything goes right, you're still not a playoff team, you're probably starting Donald as soon as he's ready to start. Now, if that's week one, great. If it's week four, seven, ten, whatever it might be, I'm good with that. Uh, Donald, uh, sorry, Bridgewater... The Jets don't owe him any guaranteed money until week one. So, but it's not a, it's not a high salary. He, he wouldn't kill their cap or anything. But I'm sure they'd like to deal him before then. But I think they want to keep showcasing him. You know, let other teams see him. 
and see you know, what can be what can be worked out here. You know, if uh, they can get a deal done, I don't think the Jets should be afraid to go into the season with Bridgewater either, because once again, there'll be a quarterback injury. <clears throat> Someone will get hurt. And maybe that's where your leverage really pays in once the season starts. NFL copycat league. Philadelphia won with Nick Foles last year. There are going to be teams out there thinking, boy, if, my, if our starter gets hurt, we don't have a good backup here. You know, we can get Bridgewater for a fifth, a fourth. You know, maybe it makes sense to go out and get him. The Jets are in a good position here if they play their cards right. I agree with you on that. Hold on one second, George. I'm getting these text messages. You know, it, it, this is how Sunday morning is off me. I'm on air, so I can't really follow what you're saying. Is it Scott Angle again? Didn't Scott call during the show last week? Yes, he did. <laughs> but is this not Scott Angle right here? This is a decision maker. <laughs> can't really follow what you are saying. This is Jaden's mom. So there you go right there. All right, so there you yeah, go. So- um, But, George, here's the thing. I know the team that needs to make the move for Bridgewater. And I think it should be a no-brainer, but I think people are looking at the situation and think and not even thinking about it. But I think when I tell you who the team is a trade that should trade for Bridgewater, I think you very well may agree with me. I think the pieces are in place. And Don't I say it till after the break. Work right. I'm and I'll look. let you know after the break. I'm teasing you right now. This is a tease. So after we come back from the tease, I'll let you know what the team is. I think you trade for Bridgewater. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here on FNTSY Radio. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Fantasy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here. FNTSY Radio to the exec and George Kurtz. Discussing a little NFL preseason action. Got some draft talk coming up in a little bit. Your phone calls also. 844-843-6879. Telephone number to get involved. <clears throat> Before we left for the break, George, I was telling you I know exactly what team needs Teddy Bridgewater. Fans of this team are going to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, but I know exactly what I'm talking about. You want to take a guess what that team is? All right, there are a host of teams I can see him going to as a backup because I think he's uh, be a very good backup. As for starting, or at least pushing people, I can see Miami because I don't like Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I can see Jacksonville to maybe push Bortles a little bit, give you a little insurance company uh, insurance there in case he, you know, it, he becomes Blake Bortles again. And Cincinnati, as I'm not a big Dalton <laughs> fan either, more looking long term here. But, uh, yeah, those are the three teams that uh, come to mind here as far as starting potential. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Maybe not starting right away, but I can see starting at some time, and definitely because of Bridgewater's age, being a quarterback of the future. The New York Jets don't have to look far. The New York Giants need Teddy Bridgewater. Shermer and Bridgewater already have a relationship and a connection. Eli Manning is not better than Teddy Bridgewater at this stage of his career. Teddy Bridgewater can go to the New York Giants. If he has to sit under Eli this year, so be it. Instead of drafting a quarterback next year, the Giants can roll with Teddy Bridgewater as the face of their franchise. Everything you said is correct. And I did to think about the Giants, and they were almost on my list. And then I thought, there's no freaking way the Jets is trading Teddy Bridgewater to the Giants. It's just, unless the Giants overpaid, which they won't do, it's just not going to happen. That, that's why I decided not to go with, uh, yeah. go with the, uh, the Giants there. It's just all about – I don't think the Jets will do it. You know, so I'm going to pass. I, but it, it makes sense, doesn't it, George? Yes, because everything – I agree with everything. Uh, Eli, listen, I thought the Giants made a mistake. 
by not taking uh, a quarterback in the uh, first round. No, this is nothing against Barkley. Uh-huh. Barkley's going to be Barkley's going to be great, but running backs have a short shelf life, and you can find them later in your draft. The NFL is a quarterback-driven league. You know, you don't have yes. one on your. I mean, they, they can say all they want about Webb. He, he's not your quarterback of the future. He's just not. You can't pass up unless Gettleman, the Giants GM, I mean, truly believed that outside of Baker Mayfield, there was no other franchise quarterback out there, which I find BS. You know, I understand Barkley's the best player, but unless he truly believed that, you know, Sam Donald, Rosen, Allen, Lamar Jackson, or anybody else you want to throw in here, that they weren't franchise quarterbacks, you had to take one. You just had to because Eli Manning is not, not the same player he used to be. And what's going to happen in two years when you don't have a quarterback? You're not a 3-13 and team. That was a mirage last year. Everything fell apart. You're yeah. a better team than that. You're not going to draft in the top five or probably even the top ten anytime soon. So the only way to get a quarterback, at least one coming out of college, is going to be to trade multiple picks to move up, which you don't want to do. That's why I thought the Giants made a mistake. That's why I like your point. Bridgewater would make sense there. I just I can't see the Jets ever doing that. Yeah, but you know, like if they could work it, I definitely think it, it could be the case. But like you said, it'll be hard deal for them to make. But they definitely should be on the telephone with the New York Giants to see what they can get for one Mr. Teddy Bridgewater. Eight four four eight four three sixty eight seventy nine. Brian is in Florida. What's up, Brian? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, just just had a question. Um, we drafted. We had a draft. We were all in the same area, so we had to draft. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, just wondering, um, a guy proposed a trade to me. Um, I got a wide receiver for, I got uh, A.B., I got T.Y. Hilton, um, and Chris Hogan and Amari Cooper. Um, and just wondering, he, uh, if I should, the uh, trade he proposed to me is T.Y. and um, Andrew Luck. I got Andrew Luck as my quarterback, and for Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Evans. Uh, just wondering, as far as teaming up uh, AB and Big Ben, what do you guys think? No, <clears throat> no, I'd rather have Ty and Luck than Big Ben and Mike Evans. You got a situation with Mike Evans where you don't really know what it's going to be with the start of the season without Jameis Winston. Don't get me wrong; he's a dominant alpha dog wide receiver in that bunch, and he should get that work, but. It could really be week five or six before Mike Evans gets rolling. Um, Big Ben, is this this is a re, this is a this is a redraft or a keeper league? Uh, it's a redraft. And a straight redraft, I understand. You know, Big Ben can still put up those numbers, but I think Andrew Luck is can have just as good a year as Big Ben. I got Luck ranked higher than Big Ben, George. So I think I would stay with Ty and Luck than the than the trade for uh, Big Ben and Evans. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in my rankings, I have both your players ranked barely, and barely, not highly ahead of, but barely ahead of uh, Ben and Evans. Uh, it'd be, it might feel differently if Winston was there from week one, but I think Corey's correct. It could be a month before we see the true Evans once Winston comes back. I like Luck better than Ben. Do you really want to deal with the home road splits and all those problems? So, uh, it, like I said, it's close. I don't really, I don't hate the deal, but I like your two players better. Brian, let me ask you this. This trade is basically a wash. Why are you not trading from up? We'll never know. All right. So, we, yeah, we'll never know. Um, I was Let's curious say, as The other guy's know. looking for a hookup. You know, he, he gets Ben and Antonio Brown. He gets Luck and Ty Hilton. They're looking for hookups, which uh, is fine. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's a poor offer. It's not. If somebody made me that offer, Corey, I wouldn't just hang up or, you know, delete. That's it. It's an okay offer. It's something you a starting point. Maybe you can get a little. But more. I feel like it's a wash. I feel like it's a wash. It's pretty close. I, I mentioned. I think I have Evans at. I have Ty Hilton in my top ten. Evans is just outside, and Ben and Locke might be right next to each other. They may be nine and ten in my ranking, so it is pretty much a wash. But maybe if the guy really wants, you can get a little extra out of it. You know, try and get the an upgrade at another position. You know, I don't know what the guy may have, but maybe and, he has and, a better tight end than you. And that basically was what I was saying was because I'm looking at the situation now where I'm saying to myself, um, you know, I, 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 my thing when it comes to trading is trade from a position of strength to, to make a position of weakness better. And when you're trading a quarterback and a wide receiver for a quarterback and a wide receiver, especially guys this closely ranked together, you're not really doing anything. I, you know, that, it doesn't bother people to do that. I get what you're talking about. Yes, it makes a... Uh, 
more sense here, but I have no problem. Someone believes someone at the, you know, quarterback for quarterback, in this case, quarterback and wide receiver for a quarterback and wide receiver. Maybe you, know, you never know what you're going to get offered. Maybe they really like a, a, low, a guy that you don't. And I'll do that deal. I don't care if it's the same position. It doesn't bother me at all. I think well, the key to me in trades is, you know, if I if I go to contact Corey Parson for a deal, I'm not going to insult Corey Parson. All right, and offer him, hey, I'll give you this player Please. for, you know, my, my worst player for your best player. You know, just, I'm not going to do that because then I know how I would react. If Corey made that offer to me, I'm hanging up. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. not giving you a reply. I want nothing to do. If you're going to insult me, I want nothing to do with you. I don't expect you to make your best offer, but make it competitive. Make it something we can talk about. That, that's all. I, when I make an offer, I, sometimes I do make my best offer right away because I don't have time. But usually I make a competitive offer where I expect some, 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 some give and take. Now you tell me what, you, what you'd rather have. And also, and one thing I truly do, I'm going to look at Corey's team. I'm not going to offer him a wide receiver if he has four great ones. All right, I'm exactly. looking at where's, where does Corey need help? Oh, his, his running backs suck. There, that's where the deal can be made. He has great wide receivers, but his running backs suck. I need a wide receiver. I have extra running backs. That's how you make a deal. That's exactly how you make a deal. So that's why I say, you know, I, I, I don't see where this deal needs to be made right here. So I would just hang on to what I got, Brian. 844-843-6879. Be like Brian if you got trade questions or anything like that. We got you covered. Um. Were you impressed with the combination of Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill from week two of the preseason? Down there in Atlanta, Pat Mahomes throws for 138 yards, like a two drives or so, and Tyreek Hill catches 87 yards of receiving, also a big touchdown pass. Um, this is what the rub has been. Mahomes has the big arm. Hill gets down the field. You buying into it more so now than you were last week? Uh, I, I don't get no... Uh... I don't care what Tyreek Hill does in preseason. We know what he is, right? What's the stat now? His last 13 touchdown passes are all over 30 yards. So we know what Tyreek is. Yep. He's a great downfield. He's fast. He's going to get by people. Mahomes, he doesn't have a great arm. He has a bazooka. I mean, he really does. That arm is that's a cannon he has back there. When he gets gets right, you know, I mean, it gets experience. It really becomes a good NFL quarterback. He's going to be dynamic with that arm because he's going to be able to throw any pass you want. He's going to force defenses to cover the entire field. He is going to be a good one, but I'm not drafting him as a quarterback one this season. You know, not a quarterback one. I, I agree. I play, in a lot of, I play in a lot of Superflex two quarterback leagues. No problem those. And I think he's a high-end quarterback too, probably top 15, so he's just outside there. A lot of them, um, and I understand what Casey did, Corey. Alex Smith brought you as far as he can go. You know, he's yep. a guy, he, he'll get you through a divisional round. And that's it. He can't get you any further than that. I, so I have no problem making the change here. But I think you're asking a lot either. of home, Mahomes this season because that defense is terrible. <clears throat> it's terrible. It's really bad. Which it can be good, of course, because Mahomes ought to throw the ball more. But there'll be more pressure on him. You know, and I, li- I love Kelsey. I like Hill. Watkins scares me a little bit because they're not gonna, they don't want him to do what, what he might do best, which is also a deep ball. They need him to run those intermediate routes. And I'm not so sure that's going to work right away. Now, with that being said, I, I, I like Watkins. Um, I like Hill, too. I, I like both the players. It's just that I don't know what Mahomes is going to be. That's why I'm kind of shying away off of everybody except for, um, what's the young man name? Kareem Hunt. And that's how I'm looking at that situation right there. Oh, big debate that we got into during the week this week on Friday on the weekend, on the, on, on the uh, weekday edition of the Frenzy. I am a staunch believer that Jimmy Graham is not going to work as a Green Bay Packer. Mainly because Aaron Rodgers does not throw the football to the tight end. People say, well, he hasn't had a tight end like Jimmy Graham. Okay, you can say that. He hasn't had a tight end since Jermichael Finley. Well, he ran Jermichael Finley out of town. Aaron Rodgers don't throw the ball to the tight end. Jimmy Graham catches a touchdown this week. I got people in my inbox on Twitter saying, I bet you a bottle of whatever – Jimmy Graham has at least eight touchdowns this year. And I'm like, I'll take that bet all the time. Jimmy Graham scores a touchdown. The internet goes crazy. I'm still not buying it. Uh, I, I bet against you there. I think he, uh, I'd like Graham for touchdowns. That's just about it, though. I think he will be the red zone target for Jimmy Graham there because they don't have much else as far as the end zone is concerned. Jordy Nelson used to be that guy. You know, uh, Rodgers used to, if you, Jordy Nelson's last year, big year in 16 for Green Bay. He was so good at finding the open spot in the end zone when Rodgers started to scramble around. 
and Rogers looks for him. I think that now goes to Jimmy Graham, that big target in the uh, in the, uh, in the red zone. I think Graham will never be that reception guy he was with uh, New Orleans. He's bang- he's too many injuries. He's lost a step there. So from the twenties, from the twenties, I don't think he'll be a great uh, receiver. But I do think he'll get. get it wouldn't shock me if he's double-digit touchdowns. You know, I think Rodgers will use him there. I get your point that Rodgers never really used the tight end, but that's because he always had great receivers. He doesn't really have that now. He's got Adams, and I love Adams. And I think if I don't get him today or tomorrow in one of these drafts, I'm going to be very, very upset. But after that, Cobb hasn't done anything in, in three years. Geronimo Allison, all right, I have hope for, but still, no idea. And we already heard uh, Rodgers pretty much slam the other wide receivers uh, two weeks ago, but not really taking the practice seriously here. So I think by, just by default here, he may not have any choice but to use Graham. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I, I feel as if he'll run it before he used Graham. <laughs> I, I think I, think I, I, use really, I just, I just don't see him throwing to the tight end. I just don't see him throwing to the tight end. Uh, I don't. I, really I, say, don't. I don't see it in the twenties, but I do see the eight touchdowns. Matter of fact, I, th- I think he gets more than eight. I think he will get his. Uh, he, assuming both stay healthy, I think he gets more than eight. I'm just more worried about. Wow. The, the, the games he doesn't get a touchdown, you're going to be disappointed. That's what my worry is. He uh, fantasy wise, he's going to be touchdown dependent. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I can agree with the touchdown dependent, and I think those touchdowns are not going to be there. So that's kind of my thing with the situation, and that's how I'm looking at it. Now, and they meant you did mention um, Devontae Adams. Um, hopefully nobody in the league is listening. I'm buying him in the auction tonight. That's my priority buy tonight because I don't have him nowhere yet, and I want to have a piece of him. You know, it's funny, Corey. I, I don't have him in any league yet, and I'm, it's because he's, going, he's been going top of the second round. Yet every time on Twitter when someone posts their team, you know, post their first couple of picks – He's at 212, 3-1. I'm like, what the hell? In every league I'm in, he goes 2-1, 2-2. But in this league, it, it makes me mad that I haven't been able to get this guy yet because in those leagues, he's going too high. And like I said, if I don't get him tonight or tomorrow, I'm going to be upset. I think Adam's going to be the main, uh, the main man there for Aaron Rodgers in that offense. And I like Adams a whole bunch. I think he's going to have a huge season. You know, touchdowns are always tough to come by. It's sort of like wins for a starting pitcher. But Adams is going to rack up the receptions and rack up the yardage. I love Adams this season. I've moved him into my top six now. I have a sixth overall uh, outside, just uh, outside the big wow. five. I think he, yeah, I think he's going to be that good. I'm going to nail this. I'm going to nab this guy. Yeah, I'm paying up for him tonight also, and um, I, I like him a lot. The draft I did last night, George, he went one eight. He was the second wide receiver taken. Wow! I, damn. See, yep. that scares he me now because I'm not going to worry about this he guy. Went, he went over Hopkins. He went over over uh, Odell. See, the thing about it is this is what I tell people. What you, what you saw a month ago is not what you're going to see. Draft boards are going to start getting tighter now. I don't know if I could take him over Hopkins. Uh, I, I could I the argument for Beckham, uh, coming off the injury for Beckham and Eli. I, mean, I could see that. But I don't think I could take him over Hopkins. I, he's the, Hopkins may be the only weapon in that offense outside, outside of the Sean yep. Watson. I don't like the running game. I, I'm high on Fuller, but not high enough where I think it's a, a true threat where he's going to take away balls. Hopkins, I mean, really, how many, how many targets can he, pot, can he get? Is there a, a limit? I don't think there is because he is that, the man there, and he's proven before he can do it with crap quarterbacks. Well, that's what he can do with a good one. Yeah, and, and no doubt. Like you see, you saw what he came in and did last year. He's clearly the top target in that offense now. So I am all in on Devontae Adams. He's going to be a player that I that I look to buy tonight. That's going to be my first priority. Let you know who my second priority is going to be. It's not going to be Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson, any of those guys, because <coughs> I already got them on a ton of teams. So it's a running back at the back end of the first round that I am looking at. Also, a little bit later on in the program, we'll get into some uh, – some of the late round picks from last night's best ball draft. Get George's opinion on those. Um, I just saw something, George, I wanted to bring up to you right quick as we get ready to head out to the break. Um, what do you think about the situation in Philadelphia with Foles a little bit dinged up now? Wentz also recovering from the ACL. Is Philadelphia, I don't want to say in trouble. Do you see Philadelphia getting off to a slow start? I think the Falcons beat them up on week one. Now, I still think that Wentz starts from uh, week one. 
He's been 11 on 11 okay. drills. I can't see that. I can't see that changing. But it does make me worry about if I draft Wentz, that now I'm not drafting Foles as his backup because I don't know if he can complete a game either. I'd have to take another quarterback. All right, there you go right there, Fancy Football Frenzy. When we come back, let you know what running back I'm talking in tonight. Get George's opinion on that. It is the Frenzy Weekend Edition. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fancy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition, 844-843-6879. Telephone number to get involved with the program, Fantasy Exec. My main man, George Kurtz. George, just running back, I'm looking to buy tonight. I got two. I'm going to get your opinion on them. I'm looking at Melvin Gordon and Jordan Howard. Uh, Well, I like both. I mean, Melvin Gordon obviously is a top 10 back. Uh, no issues with him in really anywhere. I think he'll be great. I, I love the Chargers team. You know, Mike, uh, Mike Blewett and I, on uh, the morning show, we just went over the, the Chargers schedule. It's not that bad. It's actually a good schedule to have. I think, I think they're going to win double-digit games. Like they have to win that division. So I like Melvin Gordon a whole lot this year. Now, Jordan Howard, I'm on board with him too. End of the second round, in, uh, obviously, in, uh, in those kinds of drafts. I understand he screwed people over last year, right? <laughs> didn't uh, didn't perform uh, anywhere near what we expected him to perform, at least not in the first half of the year. But I'm back on board this year. I like what uh, Chicago's done. You got Trubisky, Howard, Tariq Cohen. They're going to use him pretty much as the new Cordell Stewart, move him all over the place. Uh, they want to make him you know, a weapon, which I think he is. You got Allen Robinson. So you now you, uh, you know, stabilizes your receiving core. You got Trey Burton. You know, we heard Lewis Riddick of ESPN say this kid's going to be a monster, and I, I love Lewis Riddick. I think he's fantastic. I love his candor, and uh, I think he's also good at what he does, and I agree with him. I think, uh, I think Burton is going to be fantastic, and so I, I, I love this offense. I think it takes some of the pressure off of Howard. You know, last year we forget. <laughs> I mean, a layman couldn't even name a healthy Bears receiver. They had nobody there. You know, now you got Robinson. Defense has to respect that. I understand he's coming off the ACL. Maybe he's not back to the true Allen Robinson until next year, but still they have to respect that. you got a good tight end. Defenses have to respect that. I think Howard has a monster season. And if I – I think you said you just wanted one. I'd probably rather have Howard because I think he'll come $10 cheaper than Gordon. See, that's what I'm saying. I think price is going to play a role in it, but I like the fact of what you said about the, about the, the Chargers schedule. And – what I look for for a bell cow running back is a running back on a winning team that's going to get that whole fourth quarter to pound the clock out. And I think Gordon can get that. Howard, on the other hand, might be in situations where the Bears are trying to win the football game. So it could be Tariq Cohen. It could be Allen Robinson. You feel what I'm saying, George? Oh, yeah. I said, we, uh, Mike, we have to the Chicago Bears, too. And I only had them, I think, at six wins. So you're absolutely right. They should be trailing in games more often than not. And the second half, yeah, running game may have to be a go by the wayside because you got to throw the ball. you got to put the ball in the air. And we all know something Howard doesn't do all that well is catch the football. In a 14-team PPR auction, $200 budget, is $100 too much to spend on Melvin Gordon and Devontae Adams? Hmm. I would say no. Once again, I, I, was, nice. I have Melvin Gordon, I mentioned top 10. I think I'm at 8. Uh, I can check my rankings, but I think I have him at 8. Certainly no worse than 9. Uh, I mentioned Devontae Adams, I have at 6. So you're going to have to pay a price for these guys. Now, with auctions, we never know. Guys could fall a little bit. You know, go the cheaper depending on when they're thrown out there. You know, I certainly, uh, if I'm you... You're hoping no one throws out Gordon right away and throw out some of the other high. Since you don't want Gurley or Bell, you're throwing those hey, guys out hey, there. Let's get the price up. Exactly. Let's let, let, exactly. That's it right there. Let let's. I'm throwing out 
top of the boards, guys, because I want the money to start flying off the board. That's how that, that that's exactly what I'm doing. And and then I want the money to start flying with those big players so the players on that on that second tier can drop. So I, I agree with you on that. I just worry if it starts to get, you know, let's just say Zeke, let's just say the big four all go for over 60. Maybe it's not too bad to get a, a, a Howard coming at 40. I would or love 38. I would absolutely love. Well, that's what you're hoping for. Now, I think mm-hmm. Gurley, Bell, Elliott, Johnson, Barkley, maybe even Kamara, they might all go over 60. That wouldn't shock me in the least, by the way. You know, because running backs are so valuable. You know, uh, so even that, I expect the wall to be at least 55 or higher. You know, anything less than that, people got a bargain here. And, and so then you look at your next set. Hunt, Fournette, Gordon. You want to throw Dalvin Cook in there? Fine. What's going to be their price? Does it come down a little bit? I and mean, in a perfect world, you want those six running backs, the original six, the top six to come off the board, all be their price, and then a couple other players go. Uh, maybe Antonio Brown, the top and Beckham, the guys you're not targeting. This way, a lot of money has been spent. People are going to start to be a little bit more wary now of how much they should spend. You know, how would I think you can get cheaper or cheap? Certainly, uh, 38 sounds about right because of the issues we talked about him. Adams, though, it sounds like you and I are the only person talking about him. So I wonder if he's going to be that guy that maybe goes higher than you would like. I think it also depends on when he gets thrown out. I think the worst case scenario for you is he gets thrown out first. Yep. If he gets thrown out first, he he might be $55. Exactly. So that's why there is a strategy in auctions. I think the shops are on Devontae Adams. I also think the Sharps are the type of cats that are in the the 14-team auction. You feel what I mean? Like, it kind of goes hand in hand. No, I agree. Uh, I'd be, uh, I would certainly want to have a plan. It doesn't matter. If someone else throws them out, your plan goes out. Uh, and you can't stop somebody else from throwing uh, Adams out there. But I would hope that maybe the players get thrown out there in the order of the, their greatness. So Brown does get, Beckham does get, Julio Jones, Hopkins. You know, and then you can also get an idea to see what's the price of these top receivers. Maybe they're, maybe because running backs are going to be so heavy, receivers aren't so heavy. You never know in a draft. Maybe throw a Gronk out there. Let people spend on him, too. Oh, I'll, Gronk is one of the first people I nominate because I, I, I want to get that. That's dead money to me, and I want to get that off the board early, uh, the, the Gronk love. But today I'm definitely throwing out one of the big running backs first, and I'm coming behind with A, uh, with A B, Odell, and Julio, and then we'll see how I shake that from there. Do you throw out players you want to buy or players you don't want to buy? If you would have asked me 10 years ago, it was always players I don't want to. Now, everybody does that, so now I mix it up. You know, because I don't want, mm-hmm. especially if it's, it depends Same. on what league as well. If I'm in a home league, then I really don't care. It's probably, I'll probably going to keep throwing out players. But if I'm in a league with, you know, the likes of Corey Parsons and other guys who know what they're doing, I have to mix it up. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't have you knowing, oh, George doesn't want this guy. He's just throwing it out there. Someone else does. I can't have you knowing that. So uh, I will throw out guys that I actually do plan on bidding on. Hey, did you see this report of this shoulder strain or this shoulder sprain for T.Y. Hilton? And he may be out for two or three weeks? Of course I did. I had him on so many damn rosters, I've started to cry last night. Um, I mean, it's a shoulder sprain. Hopefully it's not that serious. I, is it, if he doesn't play for the rest of the preseason, I'm okay with that. He I'm played, fine he with that. luck before. Right, they, they know each other. I just would like to see him get back to practice the first week in September before week one. I don't want to see him be a, a questionable going into week one. That would annoy me if, uh, you know, we're checking at 1130 to make sure he's active that Sunday. <laughs> But uh, other than that, I, I said, this doesn't scare me all that much. He knows luck. It's a sprained shoulder, nothing broken, nothing torn. He'll be okay. What if you hear a report on, what do you hear or see a report on Roto World this week that the Colts are bringing in Des Bryant? Well, I think they should have done that anyway. And I know you do as well. And I think you're they should right. have done that anyway. So, yeah. but it, it would certainly raise more flags now because, oh, are they doing this because of T.Y. Hilton? Or are they exactly. doing it because they realize they need a receiver? So, um, in some ways, I want to see it because I think this would be good for Ty as a Ty owner. I think it would be good if Dez is there because it would take some. some I agree with you. So, uh, but yes, I think both of them can thrive in Indianapolis. I'm I'm trying to figure out what Dez is doing. From what I'm hearing, Dez is shooting down these offers. Is he waiting on something specific? Is he trying to get back into the NFC East? 
Oh, I think that was his first priority, and that's not unless there's an injury that happens here. That's not going to happen. Exactly. Philadelphia. Yeah, get, I mean, don't get me wrong. Des Bryant don't need training camp, and you're right. Alshon Jeffrey is injured, but I'm also like, okay, I understand you don't need training camp, Des, but you got to go someplace, learn a new offense. You got to get out there with a new team and teammates and stuff like that. We're at August 20th, and Des Bryant is not signed. I think it's either the NFC East that he wants to get back to, which is not going to happen, or he's looking for that perfect situation that he can get that one-year deal and have a big season. And that's why I keep going back to Indianapolis, because there's no one else to throw to there besides T.Y. Hilton, and they're going to be trailing in most games. Plus, they play on turf, which is better for Dez, a little faster uh, surface there. So I think that's why I, I keep going Indianapolis over and over again here. But, it, you know, Cleveland brought him in. Doesn't seem like he's all that interested in there. And I get it. It's not perfect for him because Josh Gordon's now back. Travis Landry, they have a running game, tight end. I don't know how many targets he'd get there. He probably wouldn't have a big season. He didn't want to go to Baltimore. I sort of understand that. Joe Flacco's terrible. You know, what are you hoping for there as far as a passing game? It's generally not well, what they're going to do. But you can't keep turning down these offers. It's August 19th. I mean, you said it correctly. You have to learn an offense. You're not going to show up September 5th and be able to expect to, expect to play September 9th. So I, I wonder what he's waiting for as well. Listen, I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm a Dez fan. You know, uh, I, I understand he had some problems, but I don't think they were major. I think there were a lot of these were overblown, and I think he can help a team. He's not the player he used to be. Yes, he's lost a step, maybe a step and a half, but he still could be a useful second wide receiver. I agree with you 100% on that, so I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is that's going on. Maybe Dez just being stubborn on this case. At one point, I was thinking, okay, maybe back to Dallas is a thing, but after seeing some of the things and, you know, the dust-up in the beginning in the beginning of preseason with him and Stephen Jones, okay, that bridge has been burnt until further notice, until it's time for him to go in the ring of honor. With that being said now, um, the Josh Gordon thing is interesting, George. Where are you taking Josh Gordon from here on out? Because Josh Gordon is not out the woods yet. People forget that. He's supposed to be cleared by the team. Yeah, now we're hearing what? He, he owes alimony too, so he's got some legal problems. Um, nothing that I, I don't think the NFL would do anything about that. But it still comes back to me over and over again. He left the team. Somebody married camp. Josh Gordon? I get, oh, no, I'm sorry. Child support. Child support. Okay, um, okay. Um, so, <laughs> okay. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think that's what kept him out of camp. You know, I don't think that was No, the no, that's there. not it. I think it I think I think it was hard knocks and probably just want to be a little reassurance. Maybe, but uh I I'm not going to tell you he's off my draft board because he's not no one's ever off my draft board. No, of course he, he can't be. I don't expect to have him though, Corey, cuz I think that I don't know I just can't trust him and uh, I think you know me by now. I like to have players I can trust. Maybe we're talking round yep. eight, round nine. If, if he's still there, then he's I'll take him. He's not going to slip to that point. And I, and I don't expect him to. But uh, he's pretty much, the uh, in my mind, let him be someone else's problem. But uh, the value that draft he I did last night for some reason, then I take him. Draft I did last night, he went in the fourth round. I'm never taking him in the fourth round. I probably don't want to talk Josh Gordon until round six. It's going to be somebody that likes him more than me, which is odd because I'm always the guy that likes him too much. My thing with Gordon, and and I'm I'm rooting for him. I want the best for him. He just comes with so much risk. So much risk. Not to mention the fact they can go to Baker Mayfield at some point. That could be a disaster. So that's where I'm sitting at with Gordon right now. I love the kid, like the talent a lot. Um, and I hope everything works out for him and everything is, is the best. And I, as far as why he was not there, I'm looking at maybe he doesn't need a little. Listen, when you're when you're when you're working out and you're around family and you're trying to get your life back together, it's easy to remain sober then when you got people around you and watching out for you, your business manager, those people, they'll keep you in situations where, you know, it's no alcohol, it's no marijuana, it's no drugs. When you get on a training camp in a campus, those guys are like, we going to hang out and chill and drink a couple beers. Maybe Josh needed reinforcements to be like, okay, I know I can't be in these situations with these guys. If that was the true reason, then I, I truly applaud Josh Gordon for taking, making sure, for not putting himself in a bad situation. Truly applaud. Because I think yeah. you said it perfectly. We all, yeah, I, I, I understand what we think about ourselves and we're angry at the player because he may have screwed us in the past. But the more, most important thing is the human being, you hope he can get past all this. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. 
you know, some guys when they're doing, you know, I also when they're doing drugs, it's just idiots. Josh Gordon obviously yeah. has a problem. Yeah, because he's Josh lost Gordon, money, he's lost fame, he's lost yeah. everything else because of it. He can't, he can't not. It's obviously a disease with him. He can't not do it. You know, so you hope just for the man himself, because you don't want to see this guy die at 32. You know, so, you know, exactly. some back alley because of that. You, you want to see him, and I don't know about you, Corey, but you don't want to see. Yes, you no. don't want to see Doc Gooden. No, no, you, you don't, because we're, we're sports fans. Yeah, you know, yes, you're a Cowboy yeah. fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. Uh, we're Yankee fans, but you know what? I appreciate talent because I love the game. Yes, and you mentioned Doc Gooden. Uh, yes, he was a Met, so uh, I can't like him. But come on, we we watched him pitch. Matt Harvey, even the recent. Didn't have the same problems. I was, his is more injuries, but he was must-watch TV. I rooted for him because it was great to watch him. I like watching great athletes play. And Josh Gordon sports, is a sports great fans athlete. Like, sports fans like competition. They, you do. That's why in some ways it's always good. Uh, I know the NFL wants parity, but it's always good to have great teams because we can all hate them yeah. if you're not a fan of them. We all hate the Patriots. You need the New England. Patriots. You, you need the New England Patriots. You need the Golden State Warriors. You need the Boston Red Sox or New York Yankees. Sports need sports sports need villains. They do. You need enemies. The evil empire, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You need that because it it means people are watching, paying attention. Whether you like them or hate them, you're talking about it. You know the Cowboys when they were America's team. Same thing. Like them or hate them, you talked about them, and that's good for the sport. Any kind. What's the old saying? There's no bad publicity. Yep, no doubt. Now. The thing with Gordon, and, and we're all hoping for the best. Like I said, I'm looking at fifth, sixth round. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see him get on the field. He's still very risky. I've been burnt by Josh Gordon before. Um, but I'm definitely rooting for the the, the best for the, the young man, George. So that's where I'm willing to take him at. He probably won't be on the team I put together tonight in this auction unless I can get him as like a four or five. And... I'm looking to spend less than twenty dollars for a four or five, and Josh Gordon to be a thirty-something dollar player tonight. You think? Well, you never know. You know, if I was going to do an auction, and I, I wanted Josh Gordon, I might throw him out there first, just to screw everybody up and see what happened. It'd be a huge risk because everybody has money, so somebody might pay up for him. But there'd be a lot of hesitation too because people are like, oh man, do I really want to spend up for Josh Gordon before the, the big names come out here? So um, I've done that before. Just throwing out guys That's out there. That's not a no bad expects. idea. Throw out, throw out a, throw out a fifteen dollar Josh Gordon, and see what happens. Can you imagine you get crickets on a fifteen dollar Josh Gordon? I don't think you'd get crickets, not a fifteen. Because I think even if I was in that draft, I'd probably go. I, I think I might go to at least twenty. But I think it would be an interesting thing to do, just to see if you could screw people, catch people off guard. And they're like, wow, can I, can I really spend 22 on Gordon when, you know, Brown, Beckham, Jones, none, none of these guys are out there yet? I got to save my money for these guys. What about the running backs? I got to make sure I spend $60 on this guy. So you might eliminate half the league by doing something like that. I want to, I want to, George, you have the wheels spinning now. When we come back on the other side, I want to get into this a little bit more, this auction strategy for the night. Uh, I'll let you know some late-round players from my best ball last night. Fancy football frenzy also going over some of the action from preseason. 